0: Most every business owner must become known for something. But how do you do that? Listen to this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast where I talk to Mark Schaefer, author of Known. Check it out. This week's episode of the duct tape marketing podcast is brought to you by clavio clavio is truly a game changer unlike traditional email service providers or marketing automation platforms clavio offers powerful functionality without long implementation or execution cycles it gives e-commerce marketers access to all the relevant data from a variety of tools and it makes it available to power smarter more personalized campaigns bottom line ClayVeo helps e commerce marketers make more money through super targeted, highly relevant email and advertising campaigns. Learn more at clayveo.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance, and my guest today is Mark Schaefer. He is an internationally acclaimed college educator, author, speaker, and And strategy consultant. And today we're going to talk about his newest book, Known, the handbook for building and unleashing your personal brand in the digital age. So, Mark, thanks for joining me.
1: It is such a delight to catch up with you, my friend. So,
0: my last book, um, SEO for Growth, uh, last fall I published, self published, and uh, with, I actually even had a co author uh, with that, uh, and I noticed that in Known, you also self published. So, I, I wondered if that was a conscious decision to try to do something different or anything you want to say about that.
1: Well, absolutely it is. Um, and actually, John, I've self-published um, my last three books. Oh, okay.
0: I didn't realize that. So
1: I had three published and three not published, uh, you know, published myself. Right. And the reason – I just – you know, the the traditional publishing industry has kind of imploded. And if, you, if you're if you known, you know, mm-hmm. this is what the whole concept of the book. Right. If you've done the work <clears> – <throat> created an audience you know there's just not a strong case to go through a publisher anymore there's not a real advantage and uh so it's it's yeah it's it's it was a it's a good experience it's actually i have kind of fun doing it and um i mean you make a lot more money that way too you have a lot more flexibility you own the intellectual property so there's a lot of upside to it. Yeah, and
0: this is a topic that um, I'm going to return to with a question because uh, it, it is an element, uh, actually, of what you've been talking or what you do talk about in the book. So yeah. it, it become you know personal brand and influence and you know I, I want to say it's a big topic or a trendy topic these days, but really it's just a significant topic. I don't even I can't even call it trendy anymore. Um, so how has how has that notion of becoming known evolved over the last decade or so?
1: You know it, it, it's it's if you really specifically want to talk about a, a decade or even twenty years,, right. if you think about the way I mean, when you and I were growing up in business, you know you maybe you worked for a big company, you were groomed, you went through training, they kind of took care of you. So they led you along the way. Think about publishing a book. You went to a publisher. You got a contract. They believed in you. They would market you. They would nurture you. They would help you grow your audience. Um, That model, whether it's in industry, whether it's in publishing, almost any aspect of your life has flipped. No one is going to take care of you anymore. No one is going to pick you you have to pick yourself and what there's so many personal and professional goals today that really depend on being known i mean even in your own consulting business what's going to open up the doors what's going to open up these opportunities well why will someone pick you instead of somebody else is because Of your reputation. It's because of your digital presence. It's because of the emotional connection you've built, the trust you've built with an audience through your content. And that's why I wrote the book, because there's so many people that need to learn how to do this, but it seems so overwhelming. People are just paralyzed. They don't even know where to start. So that's what I want to help them do. So before we get into some of the
0: tactical, you know, how-tos, strategically is this like is the first step to actually find this thing that you do that's different or this this point of view that's different or this this way to clearly uh, become known that that makes you stand out? I mean, is that the first step to lock down on something like that?
1: <clears throat> well, you're 90% there. <laughs> Uh, I think that is important. You need to think through what you want to be known for and you need to think through um, how that relates to the bigger world. Who's already doing it? How much noise and competition is there out there? And so part of the book, you're exactly right. I walk through People through exercises to help them determine what do they want to be known for, and that's different than <clears throat> following a passion or following your dream. I think you need to have a little bit of a plan. Now, the one word I, I kind of disagree with is the idea of locked down, <laughs> because a lot of times you, your your image kind of evolves what you're known for. I think that certainly happened for me. and sometimes I'll get feedback from people in my audience and they'll say something that they like about me or something that they admire about me. And I'm think, oh wow, I never really thought about it that way. And so I think you you don't have to have it perfect right out of the the box. but you need to take a step, take your best shot at it and start.
0: Yeah, and I see a lot of people, um, I think, get this notion that they have to, you know, have to be known for something. And so then, you know, next thing you know, you're the king of Google Plus or the queen of Vine or
1: something. <laughs> right. and,
0: and there's like these, you know, okay, you know. a master of meerkat. <laughs> right, exactly. I got, I got you know, I got this head start on everybody, but now it's gone. Um, yeah. so I think that there is a little danger in saying lockdown on a thing when I say lockdown I do like for for you I mean you, you were big in Twitter early you're big in social media that's you know you've evolved your brand I think by actually becoming known as somebody who produces really high quality thought leadership around the digital space in general um, and I think that is something that you probably locked down on
1: yeah yeah eventually I did absolutely you're right but especially in the beginning, um I kind of had to you know I, I kind of felt my way through, kind of stumbled my way through to be honest with you, sure. and the other thing that I think is important to think about is that to become known, it doesn't necessarily depend on focusing on one single idea or one single platform. I mean, depending on who you are, your point of differentiation can be you. I mean, I'm working with an executive, um, I guess I can say this is work. uh, It's from uh, Cisco. And the man just has this amazing experience. And he's had leadership positions at Pepsi and Unilever and all these big companies. And uh, he has this amazing background, this amazing, amazing education. Just being him is a point of differentiation. That sort of deep expertise and experience, uh, people are just going to love hearing what he has to say. So there's a lot of ways to go determining what you want to be known for.
0: Yeah, and I I think you're actually better off going into it with the thought that you're going to evolve because, you know, as we kind of Mm -hmm. kidded about, platforms come and go, but your brand promise (laughs) – Mm-hmm. Is the thing that that you have to you know stick to. I I think, and I think, right. I, think I look at myself. I've been doing this thirty years, and my brand promise yeah. really is that that I believe marketing is a system, and that uh, mm-hmm. the components of a system need to be very practical. Now, you know, I, we didn't have Facebook when I started, but now mm-hmm. that's a you know that's a big component of the system, and I think that that's that's where I think you really um, excel is when you're able to grab some real estate around a brand promise.
1: Well, and you know you had you said a very important word here, and that's this idea of consistency that you've been doing this for thirty years right. and that's one of the things I learned from writing this book, from doing the research and I interviewed nearly a hundred people on this topic to see what is the pattern, what is the process? Is this something we could codify like you say? could we break this into accessible components and make it a system? and i think i was able to do that and i asked each person i interviewed at the at the end of their interview the last question was if you could give one piece of advice if you could reach through this book and encourage people what would you say and and most everyone had some form of the word consistency or resilience and it it takes a lot of work and it and it may take a lot of time to establish that presence there's you know I didn't meet one person that was an overnight success not one the average for kind of getting that traction and starting to see the payoff was about two and a half years so I mean you've been at it for 30 years I've been at it on my own in in business uh you know outside I used to work for in the in the corporate world I've been on my own about Ten. I've been creating content for nine. Um and I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still evolving.
0: Well, I just got an idea for a new book title.
1: How to get famous <laughs> by working really hard for
0: two to three decades. What do you think? <laughs> by John Jan.
1: <Janshaw. laughs> <laughs> so so I'm gonna a uh, word by mark <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I I do want to dig into some of the practical tactical things but um I, there's one other topic that you talk about in the book and it's kind of one of those sacred cows that I like to address too and, and it is the do what you love and the money will come um, oh. <laughs> um, where does that fit into the idea of becoming known
1: well you, you perhaps this is a little bit of a controversial part of, of the book but and uh it, it, the world just doesn't work that way and it's not just a difference of opinion there's plenty of research that shows why do people fail and the number one people fail the number one reason businesses fail is because they have a, a dream without an audience they have a passion without a plan. And the I mean, the world just doesn't work that way. And what I'm trying to do is just grab people by the jacket here and beg them, please just think things through. I've got lots of exercises in this book. I'm sure before you even saw my book that you were familiar with some of those exercises. These are battle-tested ideas to help people uh, get focused. And so uh, it's fine to have a passion. It's fine to have a dream. But what I hope people will do, I'm begging them to just take a little time, think it through, use the process in this book to give yourself the best chance to succeed.
0: Yeah, and I I think the only thing I would add because I totally agree with that. I think the only thing I would add to that is, you know, when you lock down, you know, I know you didn't like that term, so I better, <laughs> I better go away from. When you decide that thing that you are going to go after, um, it probably you. Pro, one of the questions ought to be, "Would
1: I enjoy doing this?" Though, <laughs> because I I do well, think that if, if that you decide oh, absolutely, yeah. and 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 I, and I I hope that comes through. Yep. And what I've done is I've I've tweaked it a little bit, instead of saying follow your passion what i the the word i've come up with is sustainable interest yeah, there you go. and it's right. funny john because when i when you read the research on this other writers have said you know it's not quite a passion but they don't know what to call it and they'll say well you know it's not just a passion and then they'll go on with their writing and they'll call it a passion again. <laughs> so what I, so what I've done is say, look, let's define this as a sustainable interest. Two keywords. Yeah. It's got to be interesting cuz you're going to spend a lot of time with this. But it also has to be sustainable. There's got to be enough of an audience there, enough people to help you achieve your goals, otherwise what in the world are you doing?
0: Well, and I think the other piece that a lot of people underestimate is sometimes you get passionate about stuff because you work at it long enough to get good at it. Um, and that, oh, that's, that, that can that's,
1: change It's such, such a wise point. Do you, know, do you know Roger Dooley at all? I, I don't think I do. Roger is an exceptional um, a marketer and a great intellect. And he wrote a book called <clears throat> Neuromarketing. Hmm. Now, Roger, 20, 25 years ago – He was a web guy, a pioneer in SEO, and his daughter went to college and took a class in neuroscience. And he started looking through her books, and he got really interested in this, and he wondered, could you apply this to business? Could you apply this to to marketing? And he looked around, and nobody was really researching this or writing this. He grabbed up a couple domain names, started writing about this, and this is now what he's become known for. And he loves it. He's immersed in it. He's become known for this, other, th- other than you. But he is known for this. And so that's a good example of sometimes you don't follow a passion. The passion follows yeah. You. Yeah. you. You find that sustainable interest. And as you get immersed in it and as the excitement builds for that, you become passionate about it. This episode of the Duct
0: Tape Marketing podcast is brought to you by Active Campaign. This is really my new go-to CRM, ESP, marketing automation, really low cost, any size business can get into it uh, starting at like 19 bucks a month. You can keep track of your clients, you can see who is visiting your website, you can follow up based on behavior. Check out Active Campaign. There'll be a link in the show notes, but it's ducttape.me Slash DTM Active. You have written on uh, quite extensively on content, and obviously, uh, content becomes a you know a big part of at least in the digital world uh, how people are becoming known. Where does content fit in now that everybody's doing it?
1: Well, that's a that's a very good question and a very difficult question because the world is so very very crowded it's getting uh, extremely noisy Uh, and you do need to create some sort of content to be able to create a a voice of authority out there that's that's the the fuel that drives this emotional connection between you and people who are going to care for you but there's still tons and tons of opportunities out there One of my favorite examples from the book is a young woman who uh, became a food blogger. Now, there are, I don't know, probably hundreds of thousands of food bloggers out there. There's probably no niche that's more crowded than that. Maybe marketing, marketing, but... (laughs) Social media. Um, And what she did... Was she combined her passion for Hollywood movies and television shows. And so she makes these cooking videos where she makes famous recipes from the movies or TV shows. And she dresses up like the characters – In the show, so I have a picture of her in the book where she dresses up like Marge Simpson. She makes this really (laughs) awesome video showing you how to make donuts like that Homer would like. And she's a sensation and she's making a, a living at this now. She has sponsors. She's written a cookbook, famous recipes from the movies. And so I think the exciting thing is the hope for everyone is that if we look back at this time this year 10 years from now we would be thinking oh i wish i lived in 2017 the internet was just (laughs) beginning the ideas the the products the people the content that are going to be impacting us 10 years from now they haven't been invented yet there's still i mean there's 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 room for for everyone i'm i'm absolutely convinced of that it, everyone has the opportunity because we've got this historically amazing time where we can grab uh our influence we can own our influence instead of waiting for someone to to pick us we can pick ourselves and uh can everyone do it you know I don't know. It takes a lot of work. Like you said, it took, you know, took you 30 years. I've been at it almost 10 now. Uh, it takes consistency. Uh, it, 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 it takes an ability to kind of adapt and adjust. And I've also addressed things in the book about how do you know when it's time to adjust, to stick with it, to pivot or to quit. Um, but, um, there's a lot of room out there left.
0: Yeah, and I and you mentioned one of my favorite uh, techniques. I think a lot of times people think, okay, I have to have content, and so they think, okay, warmed over five hundred word blog post, so I've got content now. Um, and and I think what you have, what we have to be doing now, the world doesn't need another marketing blogger, or another food blogger, but mm-hmm. how can you how can you bring two things together? How can you yeah. intersect two things? That that is such a powerful uh, way to to then create your own point of view or your own niche.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely.
0: So let me ask you this. Is we, we skirted around this. Is a book the answer? Does everyone need a book to become known?
1: Well, no, absolutely not. I mean, I think there are lots of ways to do it. Um, the path I described in the book has um, basically four basic steps. I do talk about a book. Or, or going, you know, starting a speaking career, as a way that certainly would help, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, necessary. And if you create a bad book, (laughs) (laughs) it might might hurt things. I mean, writing a book is a is a big decision, as you know very well. It's for me. It's a family decision well,
0: right. because
1: there's a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, lot of day, know, I three three have to lock myself in a room for night. days yeah, and days at a time right. to get that thing done, and um, it's for me, it's it's an obsessive thing, it's an immersive thing. Um, it's not necessarily a healthy thing <laughs> uh, because I take it very seriously. I sweat over every sentence and every word. I want I want the word the book to not just re-establish reaffirm my brand promise of practical practical actionable real life solutions but also be something that's fun to read that that sings that's a thing of beauty that you'll appreciate and uh, you know i'm I'm proud of this book
0: well let me lower the bar a little (laughs) 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 because i think i can
1: hear i can hear some people out there going
0: my my prose doesn't exactly sing. I don't know that I can write a book that that's that fun. But I, you know, I think the local SEO person or the local um, accountant, I think, could actually benefit from getting their unique approach down in a book that would allow them to differentiate. I, I, I all I mean by that is I. I I agree sure. with you. There are a lot of bad reasons to write books, but there's a lot of really yeah. good reasons to write books.
1: There are, and, and you know, and I state that clearly in the book. I say, here are the five reasons to write a book. Here are the five reasons not to. Here are the benefits. Here are the things that might get in the way. You know, is it the right time for you? Let's let's talk through these things. But um, certainly, it can put a rocket behind your your career.
0: Let's talk about uh, writing some coattails. Uh, one of the things that uh, there were many, many elements that led to the duct tape marketing brand uh, becoming you know, somewhat known. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. one of them I attribute was the fact that I there were a lot of people out there that were already doing it. They were already influencers. And I used my podcast, quite frankly, and longtime listeners have heard me say this at least a dozen times to get access to some of those folks, but not to pick their brain to get access to them. To Promote their products and services and you know eventually you turn around and you look at my books and they're you know They're blurbed by by many of those original people that I Mm
1: -hmm. interviewed
0: they became you know they they essentially my influence grew because I was able to Associate with Mm -hmm. folks that already had it and and I think Mm -hmm. that that's still a tactic that is uh, very much available if done right, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and and I actually have a whole whole section of that Uh, In the book, and it, it kind of an interesting story, I mentioned to you that on average, it took about two and a half years for people to gain this traction, except one guy, he did it in under a year. And the way he did it was exactly the way you talked about he identified he was in the construction business. And he identified some of the key influencers in that business. He was trying to build this consulting agency, this consulting business, and sell online products. He got to know some of these influencers, and he just offered his services for free. And they were so impressed with what he was doing Mm -hmm. that they started writing about him and started referring to him as their consultant, as their guru. And within months, he started being invited to... Uh, to conferences to speak he started building an audience very very rapidly because all it took was a mention in some of these powerful blogs and uh, his star rose very quickly so I mean that's that's a very very rich topic maybe we could even do another whole discussion about that sometime because I've got some very strong feelings about where influence fits in the world today I think that we're moving inexorably toward an ad-free society, and maybe all we're going to have left is the inf- our influence and the influence of others.
0: Yeah, we could definitely do a, a – I think we could do a whole show on – I think you just unleashed two whole shows there because really <laughs> the whole ad-free idea, um, I don't think we'll ever get ad-free. I think the bar for whether or not anybody will consume an ad will – will be that they find it entertaining or they find it useful and and Mm -hmm. not just something that's, you know, crammed at them while they're, you know, while the, while the football game's off.
1: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the way I, I mean, the, the way I look at it is, is, you know, I consume more television than I ever have, but I only see an ad if it's a sporting event or the news. Yeah. I, I, I listen to Sirius XM radio. I never hear an ad. I subscribe to the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, a local paper. I never see an ad. My advertising consumption is down 95% in the last five years. And I don't even have Don't – let's not even get into the ad blocker thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, or, or even some so, services out there that are selling ad-free
1: Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's, it's not so much the technique – Or even the quality of the ads. It's the access to the the people. We don't have advertising accessible channels anymore. And that's the profound trend um, that is is really going to be affecting a lot of uh, businesses, a lot of uh, strategies.
0: Yeah, can you imagine trying to reach a, an audience through cable TV today? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, talk talk to me a little bit about, I know you have in addition to the book and um, the, the some of the uh, quizzes, or not quizzes, but worksheets that you talked about. You also have some other resources that uh, you want to share with us today.
1: Well, I created a workbook to go with the book. And the reason that I did this is I, I just – I'm just so passionate about, about this. I, I, I just want to give people every chance to really make this work. I don't want this to be one of these books that you put down and then you forget about it. So I created this uh, this, this workbook that goes with it to, uh, first of all, help you record some of your thinking from some of the exercises. But it also has bonus material in there and has links to templates that you can download to help you think through some of these things and even keep track of some of the things that you're working on to see if you're making progress. Um, you know, I, I thought about a lot of people have asked me, what about online classes? And, you know, I, I, I'm probably not going to go down that route. But I, I did want to give some something that people could hold on to to kind of take this to the next level. Sure.
0: And where can people find – obviously, I know the book's on Amazon. Um, Are there other places you would – any websites you'd send people to to find out more?
1: Well, on my website, which is businessesgrow.com, I've got lots of resources. You can find all my books, my blog, my podcast, and um, other resources to help marketers at companies, big and small.
0: Yeah, and we'll have uh, these links on – The blog, um, the show notes from the blog. So, Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to catch up with you, and hopefully we'll see you out there on the road.
1: Thank you, John.